And where stress oftentimes manifests for me in work is when there's an overload of things I've got to do, right? It feels like I'm dropping lots of balls. It feels like there's a lot of things I should be doing um, that I committed to that I cannot do and it feels stressful. As I just do a big brain dump, okay? I get out a piece of paper or or I go to the whiteboard when I'm like really in that moment and I'm like, oh my gosh, I definitely am feeling where I just can't get anything done. Uh, I, I just feel like I don't know what, what I'm supposed to do next. And I think you guys probably can relate to that. You know there's a lot to do, but your mind just cannot cut through the clutter, clutter cannot cut through the cloud of stuff uh, to get you to focus on what's what. One of the best things that I found for me that works is to do a brain dump. And I just literally dump everything that's an open loop in my brain. I call it open loops. And so anything that's an open loop that's not closed, anything and everything that is in your brain bouncing around that you feel should be done that is not. There's a magical thing that happens as soon as you uh, get everything out of your brain and recognize it, what happens is now you get immediate relief because you've recognized the volume of what, what is in there bouncing around. Man, it's been a wild, wild week. It's been a wild year. What I want to talk about is stress. I want to talk about how do we manage stress as entrepreneurs? You know, how how do we manage it in life? How do we manage it in business? And one thing that I, I heard years ago that I really, really love is one of the big differences between uh, the most successful people and the people who are not as successful. And I'm going to say this is in life in general, okay, but also business and sports, athletics. Um, I think anything at all that takes any level of achievement, any level of going outside the norm. Uh, the most successful people have learned how to manage stress better. And if we want to talk, talk about net worth, where someone is like actually growing their net worth, uh, I think it I think it can tie to that as well. The people that do the best financially over the long term, the people that do the best business wise are the ones who can handle stress better and differently. And this is something that I've learned over the years. Um, I've learned this over the years as well, where, you know, just working with people uh, at Carrot or previous companies or family members, you know, just living life with people. I've recognized where where people tend to kind of shut down and walk away from the problems and where, where, where people kind of use that as an opportunity to manifest stress in a different way. And um, <clears throat> I, I do get stressed from time to time, but it's not often because the way I think I, I have learned, it's not, it's not a natural thing for me. It's the way I've learned how to manifest stress. Okay, I, I manifest stress most of the time. I'm not going to say every time, but I manifest stress most of the time um, as a challenge. You know, it's as a puzzle to be solved. Um, you know, back back in, in the day when I was a lot younger, and also I see this a lot from other people, a lot of times stress is manifested in running away from the thing and, and, and tucking and hiding. You know, stress is manifested in ways that, that does not solve problems for anything or anybody. It only makes the problems worse sometimes, okay, not every time, but it, it definitely doesn't solve them. And so what I wanna ask you is this, I, I wanna ask you, how are you um, managing stress? What, what methods do you have to manage stress in stressful situations, whether it's in life, whether it's in business, um, you know, whatever it is. So here's a few things that work for me. And as I'm pulling up to to this gas station before I go to the store, I uh, once again to 
get stuff out of store that I could not have gone into a week ago because of, uh, even two days ago, because of uh, evacuations. Um, there's a lot of people that manage stress completely differently. So one thing that I heard, this probably uh, earlier in, in the spring this year, there's a guy named Naval Ravikant that uh, probably mispronounced his name there, but uh, he's an investor and entrepreneur of Silicon Valley, and he's invested in hundreds of, of companies. You've heard of many of them. And he has a little podcast episode that he talks about stress, and he talks about you know how to deal with stress. Because no matter what, if you're an entrepreneur, there is going to be stress. I mean, if, if you're in life in general, right, which all of you guys and gals listening to this are in life, if you're in life in general, there is gonna be stress and we all have to learn how to deal with it. So it could be a situation that pops up, you know, it could be a situation that pops up in normal everyday life. It could be with your children, it could be with a friend or spouse, it could be in business. And he says, and this is like a simple, simple thing, but he says this is really resonating with me. He says. Stress only comes up when you have the feeling that you need to be in two places at once. Okay. He says, when you have the two, you have the, you have the feeling when you need to be in two places at once. So if you can picture uh, a metal beam, right? Let's say there's a metal beam and there's something in the middle of it that's, you know, it's kind of balancing on, <clears throat> but then you're, or something in the middle of it grabbing it. But then there's, there's forces on each end of the beam, one pulling one way and the other one pulling the other way. So the only reason that there is the stress, okay, in the beam, the beam is stressed is because uh, one end of the beam is going one way and the other end of the beam is going the other way. If, there, if, those, if those things were both pulling the beam in the same direction, so let's say it's the same forces, same forces pulling the beam. If they were pulling the beam in the same direction, then there wouldn't be stress, okay? The beam would actually be going even faster in the direction that it would need to go. Uh, there would not be any stress on the beam. And so I want you to think about that. Whenever you encounter stress, where are you finding spots where you want to go in one direction, but something else is pulling you in another direction, or you feel like you need to be in two spots, or you feel like you need to be doing two different things. And where stress oftentimes manifests um, for me in work is when there's an overload of things I've got to do, right? It feels like I'm dropping lots of balls. It feels like there's a lot of things I should be doing um, that I committed to that I cannot do, and it feels stressful. And so one of the things that helps me is I just do a big brain dump. Okay. I get out a piece of paper or I, or I go to the whiteboard when I'm like really in that moment. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I definitely am feeling where I just can't get anything done. Uh, I, I just feel like I don't know what, what I'm supposed to do next. Um, and I think you guys probably can relate to that. You know, there's a lot to do, but your mind just cannot cut through the clutter, cannot cut through the cloud of stuff uh, to get you to focus on what's what. And so one of the one of the best things that I found for me that works is to do a brain dump. And I just literally dump everything that's an open loop in my brain. I call it open loops. And so anything that's an open loop that's not closed, this project, this thing you need to do at home, this thing you're supposed to do for your wife, uh, whatever it is, anything and everything that is in your brain bouncing around that you feel should be done that is not, that bill that should have been paid, you know, uh, getting your login over for your bank updated, um, you know, whatever it is, submitting the thing for Johnny's T-ball team, whatever it is, right? Write down every single open loop in your mind that's bouncing around because there's a magical thing that happens as soon as you uh, get everything out of your brain and recognize it, what happens is now you get immediate relief because you've recognized 
the volume of what what is in there bouncing around. Before you recognize it, before you write it down, what we oftentimes do is we think it's a million things. We can't quantify it, right? When, when you can't quantify how many things are on your lap or how many things you've got to do, it just feels like it's an insurmountable mountain. It feels like a million things. So usually it's a lot fewer things than you think, or maybe it might be more, who knows? But do the brain dump, do the open loop brain dump, Put down anything and everything in no particular order, just, any, just the exact way it pops up in your brain. Put it down on your piece of paper, put it on the whiteboard. As soon as you've done that and you feel, okay, I've got everything out of my brain, what I want you to do is do this. Go through that list and then immediately cross off anything that you can immediately give yourself permission to say no to. Okay, that's the first thing I wanna do. I wanna trim down that list as quick as I can by, by saying no to things, by saying, I am no longer going to think about this. It's okay, I'm letting it go. So it could be that thing that you said you were gonna do three weeks ago, but now it's not really important, but it's still in your brain. Just say no to it, say no to it and say it'll come back if it's important. Or it could be that commitment that you made to somebody last week and now you're realizing I shouldn't have made the commitment. Say no to it, write it down and then text that person and say, hey, you know what? I, I, I really apologize, but I ended up just being cra- way, way too crazy busy. I can't commit to this uh, this week or next week. Let's circle back in a few weeks, okay? What, whatever it is, y'all, uh, make sure you guys are writing down all of those loops and then cross off the ones that you can just say, I'm not committing to this anymore, okay? The next thing, after I just cross off ones and kill them, is I look down and I go, okay, cool. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me pick the ones that that are the most important to do. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start ranking the ones that, that I have to do personally. Like, hey, these are ones that I personally have to do and it's important, okay? And these are the ones that I can delegate that also need to get done. They're not ones I can just kill. And so just write down, I write down the letter delegate. I, I write down the letter D, so D for delegate. I'll write that down right there at the end. And, um, and that way, uh, when, when I'm yeah, at the end of each letter, at the end of each word. So that way, when I'm digging in there, I go, cool. I now don't have to do that. Okay. I'm going to delegate that. I'm, I'm going to figure out ways to do so here over the next, uh, the next week, the next few days. Uh, but I'm delegating these so I can get those out of my mind. I can make it so I'm, I'm not thinking about it anymore. And then what you're going to end up finding is you just got rid of probably 20 to 30% of your list by saying, I'm not going to do it. Okay. Those are the ones you killed and you text message the person said, I can't do this anymore. You just decided not to do the thing and it'll trickle back up if it's important enough. Okay. You probably got rid of 20 to 30% of your list right now, right there. That's going to immediately eliminate some of the stress. Then you went through and, and prioritized. This is stuff I've got to do. I, I absolutely have to do it. And then this is stuff that can be delegated. Now, you don't even have to know who you're delegating it to. And that's one of the important things. If you're a solo entrepreneur, you don't have a team. What I want you to do is recognize and really challenge yourself. Do I really have to do this? Or could someone technically actually do this, whether I have someone to delegate it to or not? And I still want you to write down the D. I want you to write the delegate. Because even if you end up doing that, I want you to start to get in the practice of recognizing and realizing how to delegate and what types of things should be delegated. So then you can start to open up your mind for delegation. You can start to open up your mind for um, getting, you know, for opening up for the idea to have someone to delegate to. Because what happens with a lot of entrepreneurs, we delegate way too late. You know, we get an assistant way too late. Entrepreneurs, guys, if you're making at least 50 to $75,000 a year and you're full-time, you need an assistant. Whether it's a 10-hour a week assistant, 20-hour a week or 40 hour week assistant, you need an assistant. Because if you if you don't have an assistant and you're full-time in your business, you are the assistant. Okay, you're the assistant. You're doing, you're doing 10 to 15, 10 to 20 an hour, $20 an hour work. When 
if you're wanting to make a hundred grand a year, or if you do make a hundred grand a year, okay, you're actually doing like $80 an hour work, but then you're, you're actually, you're picking up $20 an hour work over here when you shouldn't be. Okay. So write down the D next to everything that could be delegated. And I want you to challenge yourself and ask yourself, do I really have to do this? Do I really have to do this thing? Cause I bet 90% of what's on that list, you don't actually have to do. You just have a limiting belief that makes you think that you do. Okay. And I can tell you from experience uh, and still, uh, still today, I have those situations where I will think I've got to do the thing that I really challenge myself. I'm like, okay, you know what? Do I really have to do it? What if I hit up my team and said, I've got these five things that need done. Anyone have a skill set and want to take this on? I guarantee my team would probably take on at least three of those things. Okay. Uh, guys, challenge yourself on it. Okay. <clears throat> now here, here's the next step. After you do that, after you write delegate and do, I want you to prioritize one to five. Okay. You're going to do them in chunks to five, chunks of five. Because what happens when I, when I do this, when I write down a prioritization list of one to 10, one to 20, one to 30, anything after five is pretty much all the same. You know, it's like anything after five is pretty much the same priority. And so don't waste your time going out, going, uh, you know, prioritizing the things that you've got to do one to 10 or one to 20, just do your top five. Okay. I'm going to do my top five because then you'll know what's the most important. And the cool thing is by only focusing on the top five uh, at any given time, you have shortened, you have, you have lessened the amount of things your brain has to think about. All you have to think about is those five things, not the other 20 things on the list, okay? And so here's the last step of it. Okay, you've prioritized the top five, you put down the things that delegate, and you've crossed off 30% of the list that just isn't relevant anymore, you've decided not to do anymore, not to commit to. <clears throat> I do it backwards for most people, okay? I want you to do the things that are the easiest first. Anything that's gonna take you under five minutes, I want you to schedule a block time later today or tomorrow, clear off your schedule today or tomorrow. Like when you when you find yourself in one of those stress points, feeling like you should be in a thousand different places at once, I want you to <clears throat> clear off your schedule. Okay, get rid of your schedule and then just focus on getting clear and getting getting centered. And so <clears throat> uh, take down, the, you've got the top five there, then look at the whole rest of the list. I want you to like circle anything that can be done in under five minutes. Okay, this email needs to answer and I need to call my mom for this. I need to update my credit card here. <clears throat> yeah, I need to finally call and do this. I need to email and do this. I need to set up water here, whatever it is. Anything that can happen in under five minutes. I want you to schedule a two-hour time block for today or tomorrow, okay? And the only thing you do in that two-hour time block is do those things that take less than five minutes. And the reason I love doing those things, even though some of them might be really, really unimportant, right? Those top five might be way more important than those things you're doing in, the, in those two hours. But the problem is when you've got those top five you're doing, let's say priority number one, you still have the 15 other knit, you know, just like <clears throat> nitpicking, nagging, little tiny sub five minute tasks, nagging around your brain that helps, that prevents you from doing that, that top priority thing the best. I want you to get rid of all that crap. And also it creates momentum. Okay. We want to create momentum. We want to get back in the momentum mode because anytime we get into that stress mode, anytime we get pulled down and pulled back like that, uh, we start to lose momentum in a big way. And so my aim is to get in momentum again, even if it's little stuff. So block out two hours today or tomorrow go through and hammer out anything that takes less than five minutes and just knock them out. Bam, bam, bam. You're going to knock out 
five, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 different things in those two hours. And you are gonna feel so amazing. Your energy is gonna be unlocked because you're getting progress on it. Uh, the stress is gonna start to melt off of your brain. As soon as you get those done, bam, schedule now a two hour time block for your first priority, okay? Do that first priority or half a day or a full day or whatever it is, okay, do that one, get that thing finished. And then what I do is then I go delegate everything that needs delegated. And now why is that order important? Why do I start with the least important things but sub five minutes and then the number one thing and then delegation? Because I don't want to, I, I'm, I'm looking for momentum. I'm looking for momentum. And sometimes delegation can take a little bit of time. Sometimes it's quick, okay? And sometimes those sub, my, those sub five minute things are literally delegating, right? That's why I have that sub five minute, two hour time block. It's sometimes literally, it is delegating the things. So including if those, if those delegation things take less than five minutes, delegate during those things, during those times, okay? So I'm, I'm gonna wrap this up right here, okay? So that order is important. You do the sub five minute things, put it in a two hour time block, hammer them out, get momentum, get energy, delegate anything that takes under the, under five minutes in that two hour time block as well. Next, schedule another two hour time block for your number one priority or more time if you need it. Get that one done and then go delegate everything else. Now that's all off your lap and all you have to think about now are those four top priorities. And now you're not gonna feel like you, have to, you're, you need to be in multiple places at once because now you just go down that list, two, three, four, you know, and, and nail it out. And so as far as work goes, anytime you feel that stress, anytime you feel that, you need to push through that. Once again, going back to the quote I said at the beginning of it, the people that are able to manage stress the best are the people who had the most success. The people, the, the, the athletes, the prof professional athletes who manage stress the best are the ones who have the most success. Okay, the ones who, the ones who, you know, struggle at bat or the ones who uh, in, in that pressure situation uh, who fall apart, they're the ones who struggle and life is the same way. And so how do you do that? We, we, we don't do that oftentimes just from natural ability. I think natural ability can be a part of it, but oftentimes we do it by creating processes and mechanisms to cope with stress better. So we manifest that stress in a positive way instead of manifesting it in a negative way. So when I get that stress, I pull back and I start to get positive and I go, okay, I get a chance to tackle these things and this situation gives me a trans chance to delegate where I wasn't gonna delegate before. This situation gives me a chance to grow. This situation is what I live for. This situation is what helps me grow. And so that's where I start to shift that into that mode where stress is an opportunity to grow. Stress is an opportunity to get better. Stress is an opportunity to challenge myself. Stress isn't something that happens to me. It's a, it happens for me. We just have to find ways to manage it and get rid of it fast and use it as a propellant instead of uh, instead of a barrier. So I'm going to wrap it up with this. I'm heading head into the store. Uh, one of the coolest things, y'all, once again, when this community was put in massive stress in the middle of COVID, we had one of the biggest fires in Oregon history uh, coming through here, 130,000 plus acres already, and it's still burning, but it's lightened up, which is the good news. We finally don't have insanely thick smoke in town. Uh, we're still over over 150, I think even 200 on the on the, um, the air quality index, which isn't great, 
but we were over 500 uh, for three days, guys and gals, which was the worst. It was hazardous, okay? So this community in its most stressed uh, form came together, used it as an opportunity to say, hey, you know what? We're not going to crumble. We're going to get stronger. We're going to help each other. We're going to find ways to make this community even stronger through all this stress and through all this tragedy, okay? So how are you using stress in your business and your life to propel things forward? How are you using stress in, in business life to add positivity to other people's lives? How are you using stress and positivity in your business to actually make you a better leader and make your business stronger? I wanna, I wanna ask you guys that and I wanna challenge you guys to go use what I talked about to manage stress better and flip it around. Have an amazing rest of the night. I'm gonna go in and grab some stuff, make some cupcakes. I wish my daughter a happy birthday in the morning and uh, so appreciate you guys. I'm insanely pumped uh, for Carrot Campers to be flying in here this Saturday and Sunday. I get to meet everyone Sunday up at the winery. If you guys are looking at coming to Carrot Camp, uh, we, we do them twice a year in the spring and in the fall. Just go to carrotcamp.com, carrotcamp.com. Sign up on the wait list for the next one. They sell out really fast. The last five Carrot Camps have all sold out way before uh, the, the Carrot Camps have happened. And the next one and the next one will not be any different, okay? We're here to change lives. We're here to transform you and your business, help you great, build a business of freedom and impact. And I'm so insanely pumped to welcome these Carrot Camp in weird, weird circumstances, in the middle of COVID, right in the middle of one of the biggest organs of fire history, or fi fire fires in Oregon history, but uh, they're safe. Okay, we're taking big precautions uh, here at Carrot Camp. We're following all state guidelines, and um, and the smoke is clearing up. So I think it's going to be a great, great event. I'm pumped about it, guys. Love you. Have an amazing rest of the week.